this particular person was like very bipolar, which is what I've been told, but I had never really experienced that, mm -hmm. right? And um, he was like, look, I want to take you guys over to Dubai. Like we'll get this like hectic like apartment or whatever. And we'll just like shoot content of me because like he, he was like an entrepreneur kind of yep. download my ebook, like look at me with my Lambo. And he's like, <laughs> I was going to rent a G wagon and like sit on top of it and stand it and drive around Dubai. And we like, you know, it's like the place you go to Dubai to flex, or whatever. Like, a yeah. drink's like 60 bucks there and stuff. Like, unless you got money, yeah, don't go to Dubai. <laughs> you know, it's like a playground for rich people, basically. That's yeah. what the whole place is. Like, the city's built because of oil. Yeah, legit. You know what I mean? And then next minute, there's like kind of like the slums just yeah. right next to these yeah. fucking grand hotels. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so like, bad. yeah, it's insane. So, when we went there, basically, we picked up this, like this G Wagon and stuff. And we're driving around the desert and like getting all these cool shots and stuff like that. And, um, at, you know, at, we had our, our other friend there, Hayden or whatever, and at the time, the G-Wagon was like his dream car or whatever, yeah. but he didn't know that we were like picking it up or anything like that. So we like blindfolded him <laughs> and um, took him downstairs and we were like, oh, we're going to like surprise him, we're filming him and everything, we're going to show him the G-Wagon. And we get downstairs and like... Good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome back to another episode of Before The Money. We are here with two creative legends. We are- <laughs> Thanks brother. Liam, aka Seventh Era. Yeah. We've got Mike, aka North Borders, content creators, entrepreneurs, comedians, fucking- Comedians? Yeah, well, I'm sure you're gonna find that out in a minute. <laughs> this is gonna be- <laughs> This is going to be something you're going to learn a lot. You know, I can feel it already. We've been speaking to you guys for what, half an hour. Yeah. Um, we only met you half an hour ago and I'm already fucking seeing the knowledge drip off you. So this is going to be lots of fun, man. Same with you guys. I was like, oh yeah, do a freestyle as a joke. And then you <laughs> some shit. hectic the shit. whole song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there like, it's how we do. Fucking joke. When hey. I saw it, the smoke, see the future in every talk. Smoke hey. Smoke abomination, nigga. That's manipulation, nigga. That's manipulation. Hey. I just made a fucking choice. I'ma throw my vivid noise. Headphones on and I'll destroy your eardrum. We need them. Got questions, bitch, I'll clear them. Signs are sold and fly. You need a set of wings to hear them. Told that I'm a prophet. Told that I should write more. Unfortunate for you, the one that's telling me she your bro. Love my shit, she listen, dog. I think I'll be impressed. Follow me around, hoping that I'm gonna give her children. Yo, that was fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I was not expecting that. <laughs> man, that's what we do, baby. Uh, thanks for coming baby. on, guys. It's cool to have you guys here. Yeah. Nice to meet you guys as well, and like, Likewise. like Jack saying, I, I feel like I'm learning already. So let's let's keep fucking going. All right, yeah. no, let's start. Let's go classes in session then. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it is. Let's get rolling. So we want to kick it off with a a simple game of overrated, underrated. Now, okay. are you familiar with how this game works? No, no. So basically, we're going to come to you with a topic. You're going to say whether it's overrated, underrated, could be properly rated. And then, you know, feel free, feel free to, you know, expand on that, give your reasoning, um, and we'll jump from a discussion from there. Right, so, sweet. number one, overrated, underrated, Porsche. Porsche? Yeah. Oh, uh, I would, okay, I would okay, say underrated because... My man. When I, like, I always see them and I always see, like, just people driving them, like, oh, cool, like, that's that car, whatever. But then Mike and I did a photo shoot with one of them and then I got to drive it for a little bit and we were on the freeway and we, we had to exit 
And I was like, you know what? I just want to, you know, see if I can downshift this car, see what it's got. <laughs> there was like eight cars in front of me and the exit was like just past them. Downshift, like go in the right lane and I just chopped them like in like one second. It was yeah. the most insane experience from like, uh, I don't, what was it? A 992? 992 Carrera yeah. S. Uh, so, 4S, sorry. It's an all-wheel drive one. So, Shit. yeah. Under Are range. they naturally aspirated? Yeah, well, I think all them, all the new ones now have like little turbos yeah. in them for yeah. emissions. Yeah, but they still keep the name. Like the yeah. Taycan's got the turbo badge or whatever to yeah. show that like that's the hierarchy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that, like that's like a naming hierarchy or yeah. like a pyramid or whatever <laughs> they have now. Yeah, but I think yeah, but like obviously they used to be naturally mm-hmm. aspirated the Carrera ones. Yeah. But I actually hated Porsches when I was a kid. So I would say they're also underrated because mm-hmm. the way that I would look at them when I was a kid, I grew up with the nine nine six era. Which yeah. I think the seventh era. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we all grew up with that. I think we're all roughly sort of the same yeah. age, and so we grew up with like the first Boxsters, the first oh, KN, yeah. and the 911s of the it's time. The iconic had... shape, man. That yeah. fucking booty is. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the back ends were great, but yeah. that um, that like egg. I think they called it the egg eye or whatever. Yeah. It was like the ugly duckling. Yeah. Of, like the 996 series, were, like the ugly duckling, mm-hmm. and I definitely agreed with that. But now they're becoming retro. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was like, why would anyone? buy that car because they're also still incredibly expensive oh, when they bro. came out right they still um, are man. they still are yeah. Yeah. Even nine, but the 996s they went down heaps in value because they didn't make as many of yeah. them but now to get your hands on a 996 gd3 rs because i didn't make any of them because like no one was buying them mm-hmm. now they're like through the roof money but that's yeah. when i was growing up i was like they're a girl's car why would you <laughs> buy that they look funny they sound funny they like you know like they don't have the batmobile look for mm-hmm. that price that you get with like a ferrari or a lamborghini or something yeah until I started working at a car dealership and they sort of sold all those kind of cars. And this was like, I just turned 18 and just learned how to drive manual. I was on like red P play. It's like, I had just right, got my license and working at this like high end dealership, we were doing like a drive day mm-hmm. to take some photos of the cars and whatever. And I got thrown the keys to an old Porsche at the time, which I didn't know what, what it was, but it was a 993 turbo, which is, yeah. What color was it? Mm. It was dark green, British oh. racing green, green interior. Like, I, but like when I jumped in, I was like, oh, you know, Porsche, I don't really <laughs> like these, but I'll, I'll give it a go, whatever. Yeah. And my boss gave me a fuel card to go put some fuel in it. And I was with my mate, like, it didn't have any rego on it as well. So yeah. we got a trade plate through the window and <laughs> red P plates on it. This car's worth almost $400,000. Sus as fuck. Legit <laughs> driving it to the fuel station. And my mate's like, come on, give it some. I'm like, yeah. couldn't imagine this thing would be very fast. Yeah. So I put it in, into second. And I put my foot down and we hear these two turbos spool up behind us. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I get kicked back. It's like, I think I looked up the stats after, like for a 1996 car, zero to a hundred was still like 3.6 seconds yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Cause it all wheel drive by turbo flat six engine, fucking insane power. And that's wow. why I was like, I love this Cheeks car. Cheeks would have been flapping. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, literally straight after that, I was like, I need to, I need to like Porsche needs to be a part of my life now. So yeah. then I, Went out, tried to work with them, ended up getting some jobs with them and been working with them and been a like, huge fan of their cars ever since. Yeah. So underrated for the fact that you need to drive one and experience 100%. one to understand hmm. yeah. about, like, the car. The yeah. pinnacle of driving experience, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. As opposed to like a Lambo where everyone sees a Lambo, they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. Mm. You know they I mean? see the Instagram like value yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> flex. Yeah. Yeah. Which I totally understand. Oh, it, is a flex. it has its place, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. for yeah. sure. Definitely. Yeah, no. You get to drive some bonkers cars when you work at a dealership. Hey, I used to work at uh, BMW. Yeah. And just even the one, like, even 
we'd get like uh customers trade-ins and stuff to play around with sometimes but um just like all the m line and stuff like the and the bigger ones that's what fucking blew my mind like the x6ms <laughs> mm-hmm. and shit yeah like that yeah. car is, is unnatural how quick that thing is for how <laughs> big that fucking fuck, thing man. is it's just like Legit. i'm gonna fucking kill multiple people <laughs> <laughs> if i fuck up yeah and that yeah, was your experience with like yeah, understanding the, amgs and stuff yeah i didn't so i used to work at a car dealership mm-hmm. as well the same one as mike and when I first started working there, I didn't know the difference between a C200 and a C63. Like, genuinely thought they were the same car. Like, <laughs> one day I asked my boss, I was like, oh, do you reckon I could take out that car to lunch? And he, like, looked at me and laughed, and it was a C180, just, like, the most baseline, yeah. baseline, probably, like, what, 10 grand car? <laughs> yeah. Not even. I thought, I thought it was the same as a C63. Shit. And then, so you thought you were high rolling? Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought I was pulling up in a Mercedes. I was like, yeah, it's yeah. a Merc, baby. Look at yeah. the badge. So like, it just goes to show. But like, I one day I like he's like moved this car over there, and I I go get the keys and I put it in the ignition, I turn it on, and it just roars, and I'm like, what the fuck? Is <laughs> and then he he told me to go put fuel in it, and I like plant my foot in this thing. Turns out it was like a C63, like Shit. V8 by turbo, just like pushes me back into the seat <laughs> and i was 18 at the time as well just got my like people i'm gonna too. kill myself yeah. <laughs> the c63s are such sleepers too in my opinion because yeah. they yeah. look like mum cars from the outside yeah and then they're just fucking raw when you like open them up yeah yeah, yeah yeah they don't look like anything like that heck yeah until you're inside of it the next one that we were going to ask you is overrated underrated screen time tracking Mm-hmm. screen time oh on your phone yeah so like the oh, ability right. to go into your phone or laptop and see how you're using your, your yeah. devices well let's see like because when i look at it sometimes it'll pop up like weekly like your screen time's up 22 percent, but i'll be like ah oh. and then i'll sort of look at it and see like what i've used for entertainment and mm-hmm. productivity and i think it's a little bit different for us as well because like it would it would um consider instagram and stuff as entertainment whether it's yeah. that we could be posting or replying to comments or talking to people or whatever so it's your business yeah it's yeah. sort of our job mm, yeah. but it doesn't it doesn't mean that i don't get distracted and yeah. sit there for ages mindlessly looking at comments yeah. until <laughs> i realize like what i'm actually doing where's the last three hours gone yeah yeah <laughs> that's why i deleted tiktok bro like yeah. i had tiktok and i found that i was on it because i was mm-hmm. so addicted i'd like sit in bed in one position and like mm-hmm. two hours ago past, I'd still be in that position. I'm like, this is fucked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. delete the app. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal, man. It's so, really bad. Mm-hmm. I really noticed, um, like, I've started trying to make more active TikTok videos. And just, I've separated the whole, you know, I don't go on there to scroll anymore because exactly the same thing. I'd like, the same example of lying in one position, <laughs> not <laughs> moving at all. And then looking at the time again, just being like, I can't tell you like I could tell you the last five videos I saw. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember anything else. It's just Legit. fucking mindless it's yeah. just scrolling. Yeah, you feel like your brain's gone to mush and mm. you're just like on a drip. And it's, it's like just... anxiety producing almost as well. Oh, for sure. You we know? were just talking about that before yeah, actually. We were, I was talking about it to Mike today and I put mm. on my story. I don't know what made me do this today, but I woke up and I'm like, I just don't wanna like the past two days I was feeling like really demotivated and I was thinking in bed this morning, I'm like, why? How's that been? And I realized that I've been, I was, like the past two days, I was on my phone, like a lot, just yeah. like scrolling. So today I like made the conscious effort. Like I haven't gone on my phone probably like for, I probably went on for 10 minutes the yeah. whole day. Hmm. And I put on my story, I said like two stories. One was, are you addicted to your phone? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And the second one was, if so, are you doing anything about it? 
And the results were after like an hour, it was like 80% of people said they were addicted mm-hmm. and then 70% said they weren't doing anything about it, which Shame. I found really interesting. Like mm. a lot of us are all addicted to our phones, but we don't necessarily know what to do about it, which yeah. I think that screen time is really important. Yeah. Like that app's awesome because you can, you can check like all your screen time and stuff. Yeah. But and it makes it real. Stuff. Yeah. 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 But you can check it, but then it's like, what now like how do i yeah you know stop this addiction it's so integrated into life now it's like Mm -hmm. a extension of your brain essentially yeah Yeah, i can't actually imagine like how my dad used to hang out with his mates and stuff like they used to be like we're gonna meet up at the milk bar yeah you're not there you're a fucking dog (laughs) imagine just flaking on all your mates or whatever like or it's just two people meeting up and someone just doesn't rock up like you are a dog forever yeah. <laughs> or you just you know? ride your bikes through the neighborhood you know like yeah, it's a yeah. fuck, it's, it's it's more so local community that was like your social circles in yeah. a lot of sense we used you to like go pick each other up like you ride down to the first mate's house grab yeah. him and then the both of you'd ride to the next one mm, next yeah. one next one like i wish i had that right like no one does really? no one rides their bike no, down to my house and gets me no. <laughs> no. i ride my scooter over <laughs> that's about it razor boy yeah, no i got the no. electric on the oh, big boys now yeah shit. Now he's we upgraded got, we got some proper ones i'm a big boy now <laughs> look at Still me now mom yeah. <laughs> hey your time will come buddy yeah. <laughs> that's what i keep telling myself <laughs> no so overrated underrated manifestation um uh, as in law of attraction <laughs> yeah or well i feel like okay i think you got to use some common sense with it as yeah well. this one's pretty funny like you know like all mm-hmm. the people who say like i manifested this or like, like i'm gonna manifest this and they just sit there and like manifest <laughs> <laughs> um, like, i'm gonna yeah. manifest wealth yeah. Oh. yeah it's like i don't know you can't fucking sit there with your dick in your hand <laughs> no. and just go like oh, i'm gonna get all this stuff but not do anything about it mm-hmm. and then you also can't sit there and complain that other people got lucky or whatever because i think like i think we cop a bit of shit like that from other people would easily see like our lifestyles because we've what we've done over the past years to get ourselves into a position now to be able to quit our jobs and do youtube full-time and do what we want to do it's very easy for someone to see all that compare their life to our life and be like i don't have any of that shit yeah like you just got lucky or whatever but there's actually years of like blood sweat and tears that have gone like into what we've done Mm. and like it's not like we've manifested that, but it's like we have done a whole bunch of things and gone with the flow and opportunities have opened up and then we've mm. just acted on that without realizing. And that's yeah. what like has created a certain other opportunity yeah. that has led us down a certain path. You have to put yourself in the position for luck to find you. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right. I, I also guess it depends on what you define as like manifesting something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like to me that means like you have this general goal of like where you want to be in life and you just sort of chip away at that every day Mm -hmm. like to me that's like manifesting something because like you know it's just like knowing that you'll get there but you just chip away at it every day like you have to be actively doing it you can't just like yeah yeah, i don't know just live a really chilled laid-back lifestyle Mm. and like not do much work and just go i'm gonna manifest this thing to happen you know Exactly, because yeah. mani- manifesting kind of comes in like a lot of people think of it as just like the the thoughts, you know, as in like in the secret. That's basically the way that they've described it. The the famous book, The Secret. You know, you just got to think about it, think about it, you know, put energy towards it, and it will come to you. Yes, mm. that is probably twenty percent of manifestation. But the real value of manifestation is getting clear on what you want to achieve, so that you're clear on how to spend your day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that yeah. for sure. It's a good way of putting it That's for sure. Words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing that a lot recently. Yeah. Bro. yeah. Well, I was gonna say like, um, 
you know, I when I was younger was buying more into the manifest. Um, <laughs> oh, my, yeah. And then I realized like when I was understanding what what it was going to take to get me to where I wanted to be, that that manifesting I would still call it manifesting, but it would be sitting there thinking about how I was going to get to where I wanted to be. So instead of it being like I want to bring this to me, I'd be getting clear on what I wanted and then mm -hmm. figuring out the next step of how to get closer to it. Yeah. Mm. Still called it manifesting, but yeah, like yeah. you said, it's, it's how you define it for sure. Yeah. You yeah. just like slowly chip away at it every day, but like, you know, you sort of know where you want to be and what you want to sort of like what the end result is. And then you just like slowly chip away at that every mm. day. Yeah. Mm. So I guess like in terms of where it's rated, I think it's, pretty well rated where it is i think it actually just comes down to the human yeah and how yeah. much that how much effort they want to put in mm. and if they're going to sit there and you know manifest all this shit and nothing happens from it and then complain about it mm. that's like that's your overrated. Own fault. Mm. yeah that's yeah, overrated and so like, i would say majority the way a lot of people i've sort of spoken to about it or like not spoken to about it a lot of the people that i see online speaking about it i think that's overrated but what yeah. we just sort of said is like Mm. rated <laughs> fairly rated yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. yeah. like i hate it when someone says to me like oh mike like i'm going to start a youtube channel or whatever like i like what you do and i want to start it like i should do that like i'm going to do it and then they just don't do it mm. and it's like and, and like you know then they they look at me and like oh that's really cool man like i, I said like i should be doing that mm. and i'm going to do it and it's like dude i don't fucking give a shit like yeah. you either do it or you don't like yeah. don't come and complain to me about it but like we have mates that have said they want to do it mm -hmm. and then have done it and now are doing it. Yeah. It's like, awesome. It's like one day or day one kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I love that saying. Mm. I really I like that. Like that yeah. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. One day or day one. Because yeah. yeah. I feel like the hurdle that most people come up against, they look to people like you and say, wow, this content's amazing. And they try and start there. Yeah. No, you know? not possible. But yeah. your first work as creatives, we all know, our first work is embarrassing based on our own knowledge <laughs> now. It's going to yeah. be shit. You know? Yeah. Oh, of course. And that's just the way life is, man. Like, mm -hmm. you're always learning. Even my yeah. dad's 60 something now. He's still always learning. You can never know enough. Yeah. And it's like always good to put yourself in the position of the student and never be on the other side where you think you're too good and yeah. got this ego about you or whatever. Because mm. then you're just going to end up being. You know, yeah. a shitty person with a lot of knowledge. <laughs> like David Bo David Bowie, for instance, an absolute icon, man. Like one of yeah. music's most inspirational figures. And yet he used to go to music colleges and sit in on classes to get to learn from the students. Amazing. Like, what kind of like humble person mm. at his level will do something like that? Yeah. Only the greatest. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's the passion, man. Yeah. That's where the passion comes from. You know, yeah. it's like, it's not about getting to anywhere or getting to some certain level of success. Mm -hmm. Like obviously David Bowie's was very well known mm -hmm. for his music, but it doesn't mean he's at any top or has mm. gotten to any destination. Like he's just become very well known, but he just still loves doing mm. or loved, sorry, yeah. you know, rest in peace. Yeah. Love. He's, uh, he, I'm sure he's doing it up there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure, man. He's, he's going, going fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> going way harder. Yeah. Like, I don't have bones <laughs> anymore, bro. <brother. laughs> <laughs> I can play all fucking yeah. day. No <laughs> sleep, baby. Seven guitars in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean though? Like, yeah it's there's never like there never needs to be a place to go like i sort of love i i do the same with photography like i would there's always infinite types of things to learn about with mm -hmm. photography there's a lot of different genres with photography like yeah. i would consider myself pretty amateur mm -hmm. when it comes to portraits and sh yeah. taking photos of people i don't really know much about that lighting people product photography i yeah. don't even do that because i'm scared to be shit <laughs> <at it. laughs> you know because yeah. I, I, I would suck at it you know yeah. like obviously i understand the basics of how a camera work and shutter speed and mm -hmm. like i'd get a half decent mm -hmm. shot but like 
to be professional in that industry is mm. completely different to shoot straight. Yeah, to compete at the level that you're kind of doing in your other areas. Yeah, you know, it takes still no matter how good you are at the instrument, it's the different kind of medium and a different kind of perspective yeah. you need to take. You know, the composition is different. Everything is completely different. Yeah, dude. You know what I used to do actually? Like some of my favorite photographers that I looked up to or whatever. One day I decided just to scroll to the bottom of their feed. You remember Asterix on Instagram? Him and Asterix. also Ryan Milia. Ryan, Ryan Milia, right? These yeah. two like Instagram photographers that we followed, they're like New York or LA photographers or whatever. Mm -hmm. They had like a few thousand posts and like getting like 10. That would have taken you forever, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 to, to do, right? Yeah. Like, And then they're, they're really good. Like they're like mm -hmm. the top of their game at like, at that point. Like if you're not following them and you're into photography, you're not into photography. Like mm. you gotta be following these guys on yeah. Instagram back then, right? And then one day I just decided like this dude had like 4,000 posts or something, just scroll all the way to the bottom and see where they started. And I'm like, this guy was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you just sort of see like what they started with and how they got to where they're going and like where, where their style sort of developed them. They found out you slowly like could see what they started like liking to shoot yeah. and that yeah. kind of stuff. And then they found their style. Yeah they, yeah. they found it. Well, like their style sort of found them because the more True. that they did that, mm -hmm. they would, it would just sort of they're they're naturally drawn to doing whatever one, that is what, that they what, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly, whatever it is. So it's like that all links back to, you know, don't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter ten or whatever. Yeah, hundred like, percent. You know, yeah. you can obviously be inspired, and you should always try and mm -hmm. get you know, inspiration and get get inspiration from everywhere that you can, and you know, build that into your work. But you, there's no need to ever compare yourself to anyone because everyone's life is different. Everyone's yeah. always, even if you're twins, like. You just you still got yeah. like a different yeah. um, path to live. You know what I mean? Yeah, legit. Everyone's kind of perspective and everyone's stimulus that they've received from the world is, is different. Everyone lives a different existence. You know, for mm. me personally, like being in the in the clothing clothing and fashion space, if I look at my first run in clothing, I was just printing on like basic tees, like the most bland designs, <laughs> selling them at fucking markets, like. I look back to that now and I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't even want to give this shit away. Yeah, and, and now you, you know? got your bloody pebble, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're fucking pommel stone washes and yeah. shit. Like, what the fucking language even is that, bro? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's a natural progression. And I feel like, Reese, the same with your kind of music, man. Yeah, yeah. well, I was, I was going to say, like, um, last night, right, we did an amazing gig in an amazing venue with amazing bands for amazing people. But that's like seven years of work right there. Yeah. Like, someone might see that. And there are people that like follow me that I know that they're sitting there thinking like I could do that. It's just getting up there and yeah. saying some shit. <laughs> I'm like, but I've been grinding at this for a long fucking time to be at this level with yeah. these people. So yeah. I yeah, fully understand. Like yeah. I get that we get those comments as well, like I could have made this video better from our like YouTube videos that we make. And mm -hmm. it's like Dude, be my guest. Like, it's I like, want where's your vlog? Yeah. Like, where's like, your video? Where's your YouTube channel? Yeah. Yeah. It's, we have this joke at the moment where it's like, you put <laughs> however many hours into a video. Like, you spend 10 hours, like, going out shooting it. Like, you might sh go out a second night to get certain B-roll or whatever of the city or a certain car or whatever to put that in the vlog. You spend days editing it. You get the thumbnail. You think of the title. You sit down. How are you going to do it? You finally edit it. You upload it for someone to comment meh <laughs> 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 it's like what motivates what? people to do that though what motivates someone to like leave a comment like that it's though th it's Who them knows? like knowing that they couldn't essentially it's it's, it's just dude, every hater is a confused fan yeah you ever actually yeah. tried to talk to one yeah bro honestly you turn that's them around most straight of the time. away yeah, yeah most of the time they just want the attention from you mm. yeah 
Yeah, if you, if you just go like, instead of backfiring, because like, dude, in human nature, it's so easy. Like, mm-hmm. if you're on the road with someone, and I don't know, Bailey, <laughs> I was just talking to him about it before, he <laughs> loves a bit of road rage. But like, yeah. on the road, if, you, if like, we've got a funny story as well, like when we were... Love my road rage, boys. Tune it in um, from the studio. <laughs> Electric sugar, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck, lost my train of thought. Fuck you, baby. Road rage. Road rage. Road rage, that's right, yeah. So, like, it's really easy, like, mm-hmm. if someone cuts you off or whatever to get upset at that. But if mm-hmm. you just accept it for what it is or mm-hmm. whatever, you can, it'll, it, you, you'll sort of just, like, I don't know. That, actually, that's a bad example. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll uh, just skip to the actual story of it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. When we were in Sydney, um, we, we, we drove up to go pick up my project car or whatever. But where we were staying only had one allocation for a parking space, right? And um, obviously at the time I didn't know about like visitor parking and how the sort of building works as an apartment block. And so we, you know, obtained my, my car or whatever and driven it down to the car park or whatever and parked it in just a random bay mm-hmm. because when we got there, we took a photo of like all the bays there and stuff. Cause like barely any of them was being used. Right? Yeah. And so we're like, come back the next morning, check the photo and all the bays are still cleared or whatever. So I'm like, okay, obviously no one's using any of these bays or whatever in this apartment. So we'll just get the car and park it into someone's you know, car mm-hmm. space here, right? So we do that. And then literally, as soon as I get the car, park it there, go upstairs, get my stuff, come <laughs> back down. Someone's like <laughs> double parked over me and blocked me into the parking space and left his phone number on my windscreen or whatever. And I'm like, of course, like the yeah, only the parking one space park here. you yeah, choose. Yeah, I've, I've like ch- taken someone's car, uh, car space, whatever. So I give him a call and he was like so pissed off over yeah. the phone. I'm like, just come downstairs and we'll like sort it out or whatever. And it could have been easy for me to like get upset back yeah. at him and like pretend I wasn't that much in the wrong or whatever. And he came downstairs and he's like ready to like, he's ready to go, he's ready to argue with me or whatever. And he's like, why are you parking there? And I just immediately like apologize and just yeah. say like, like before don't Before he came down, yeah. we, we had a conversation. We were like, all right, how about for this time? Yeah. We will just try just and stop. defuse the situation <laughs> yeah. and yeah, just yeah. see what happens. Like yeah. that's the real position of power. Yeah. Dude, so, legit, yeah. this is the funniest shit though, right? So he comes downstairs, he's upset, he's ready to argue, whatever, gets his shit out, like starts yelling at me. And I'm like, dude, you're absolutely right. Like, I should not have done that. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. You should have done that. <laughs> um, he's like, well, I've got no more fuel now. Like, yeah. what am I, I can't keep yelling at this guy. Like, yeah. I'm going to look like a really big dick if I keep yeah. yelling at him. And I'm like, you know what, man? Like, I'm so sorry. Explain my situation. We're from Melbourne. We picked up this car, whatever. Took a photo, like, you know, what I just mm-hmm. basically said. And he goes, oh, like... Yeah, no, that's all right, man. Like, I actually like this car. I sort of wanted one when I was younger. Next one, your best buds. We turned him into a subscriber. Told him what we did for a living. He's like, dude, that's fucking awesome. His girlfriend was there with him. Like, he's like, you wanted to do YouTube, babe. Remember? Yeah. All of a sudden, he's a fanboy. He's like, guess my number. He's texting me locations to. We turned him around, like. By just going the opposite way and not like reacting, like being proactive yeah. about it and like sort of diffusing the situation, you just, dude, you just yeah. turn him into it. And the best part about it, he was like, dude, you know what? You can actually just take that bay next to me. No one lives there. Yeah. <laughs> or you could just yeah, park in the visitor parking upstairs. And I'm like, oh, I should have just done that. But yeah, wow. that's like just turning the whole situation around. Yeah. So just If you just put your ego aside for one fucking second... Mm-hmm. And just try and defuse the situation, you'll be amazed what it's a where life can power. take you. Yeah, mm. it is super legitimately, power. legitimately. So yeah. it's like, dude, when it comes, when I just see people online, like, I don't know, flexing to the moon and back, it's just like, dude, 
for what yeah. like what are you doing like yeah. just enjoy life man like you only got one life yeah. you never know when you're gonna leave like we don't even know what the fuck's going on here just like yeah. enjoy yourself don't take it, it too man. seriously it's way too short as it is hey yeah, yeah. do you yeah. guys ex- like do you in the clothing scene experience like much hate or um not very often um uh, but when it has happened, our audience is taking care of it for me. You know, like, so I, and like, I usually send them a personal message saying like, hey mate, like, what's up? And just have a, like, everything you just said, have a conversation with them, meet them at their level. Because at the end of the day, for someone to feel that strongly to go and leave a hateful comment, something's going terribly wrong within them. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. they're in you a know? bad spot for sure. Yeah, so you just put your ego aside and, you know, you address them like a human being and everything you just said is spot on the money, you know. Most of the time, they end up being your most loyal customer or yeah. your, your most loyal fan. Yeah. Legit. Because you've, you've taken the time where you could have easily have just gone, no, I am who I am. Who are you yeah. to tell me that? You know? Which is like a, what um, a lot you know of people do. Legit. I've been pretty uh, lucky not to experience too much hate in my journey. But the time, like you said, um, your audience that i've had people comment on stuff before and your audience tears them to shreds like yeah. you don't have to do <laughs> anything so the audience gets in there <laughs> yeah. like if people do only happen like a handful of times people direct messaging me okay uh, yeah. i just don't give it the time of day at the yeah. end of the day like if i as soon as i realize that it's a negative i'm just like oh like, yeah. i don't even need to read that it's not no, worth exactly. your nothing. energy yeah 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 exactly Absolutely so right. i think that's an amazing way t- for us to segue into our interlude Um, We're just going to take a a quick five minute break and then we'll be back in to introduce our beautiful crowd sitting in the vocal booth. So we'll be back in a minute, guys. Love you. Awesome. That'd be a fun game to play pointless things. Murder in the Dark podcast. You're playing Murder in the Dark whilst doing a podcast. (laughs) You know what would be fucked? Because when you've got the headphones on, you can't really tell where the sound is coming from. It's just like direct injection. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like... (laughs) Imagine yeah. playing like Murder in the Dark and with headphones on. Oh no! And you kind of like gotta find each other, but you wouldn't have any kind of bearing. That would be yeah, no, that'd be no a, way. it'd be like being one in one of those mirror rooms. Yeah, true. That would be scary. We played Murder in the Dark like we went on like a road trip with all the boys. We played Murder in the Dark in our Airbnb and we had like shit. some hectic like music going on, like some really scary <laughs> themed horror music playing. You had to walk around the fucking room mm. completely dark. Oh, like, if fuck. you're the person, I know you were standing on the kitchen bench yeah. and no one found you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking smart. Hide <laughs> in plain sight, boy. Exactly. <laughs> Mad. So, we've just come back from our brief interlude. Thank you guys for waiting, even though in your time, it was only like a second. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for continuing to listen. Really appreciate it. Um, So we're going to jump into all the wonderful things that these boys have done over the last couple of years, because like I said in the beginning, they are very, very... Very well, um, well, knowledge. That's not, that's not really a good way. Who cares? Yeah. Who fucking cares? So (laughs) they are very, very well experienced in the creative space, in the content space. And as you kind of are getting the grips from in the first segment, they do have some kind of influence. So I want to dive into what the fuck do you guys actually do? (laughs) Honestly, like honestly, most days I wake up and I I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like even after like, even after doing this shit for like, what the past probably three years properly and like making money off off it and doing it full time. I don't actually fucking know. I just, I don't know. I do videos about photography. We film them, we edit them and we post them. 
Like, yeah. We feel like mean? we're in a video game. We have this like, joke a lot. Decentraland. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, legit. We have this joke that like, because we do a lot of work with uh, Sigma, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when we when we go there, we feel like it's like a side mission. Like go speak to the manager at Sigma or whatever. Yeah. And like when we pass people, like when you walk past people in GTA, you hear like conversations. About yeah. Like, like, NPCs. Because I swear like we see people that are like, you're a fucking NPC. I swear. <laughs> like, you do this shit every day. You, don't, you go Legit. home and you just deload. Like, it's just a simulation, man. <laughs> you don't go yeah. anywhere. <laughs> simulation. Yeah. So I don't know. With that, like, it just feels like, I don't. Yeah, we don't really know what we're doing. We're just sort of like following the campaign. Missions will come up. And yeah. we'll just do it. <laughs> you you live for a living. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much. Like we just. I mean, we we can make money off what we do that's awesome and we can like we know how to make videos and like take photos we enjoy doing it Mm -hmm. and if we can like maintain this then we're just going to sort of keep guessing our way through it all you know like i I feel like i'd like i think that no one really knows what they're doing like i don't i've never met anyone who's like yeah i know exactly what i'm doing like i figured that's a dead end man unless you're an assassin maybe (laughs) (laughs) i've got to kill this guy yeah legit you got a fucking set mission. Yeah. So how do you guys make money then? Through, well, we, like there's YouTube AdSense yep. and stuff, but like you can't live off that unless no. you're like got, unless you got like millions of views, yep. like a lot of views, but we mainly make money through selling Lightroom presets. Mm-hmm. So digital product. Yeah. You know. so and for anyone, for, yeah, continue. Uh, Sorry, for man. the, uh, just people who wouldn't be as in with the language oh, yeah. the <laughs> presets and stuff like what it actually is that that you're selling to so, somebody yeah so basically like you know how you jump onto instagram right and you can select a different filter mm-hmm. and like it will change your edit or whatever of your photo mm-hmm. we basically know how to make that yeah so we'll make like filters and we will sell that on we make it in a um a program called lightroom adobe lightroom mm-hmm. which a lot of photographers would use and then we would sell our settings and our filters basically to get a certain look to an image yeah. so it's no different cool. to like jumping on instagram and finding a filter but this would more or less work for the type of camera mm-hmm. and raw file you're yeah. using so it's a bit more professional in that sense yeah. but to dumb it down yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, basically that's how what to doing. get that like, that like look. you see a photo on instagram and you're like how have they gotten that look yeah like we sell that essentially mm. we yeah. sell the look cool. so <laughs> i I'm, I'm curious how much of like a the finished product is related to the initial photo or video capture versus the editing, the post editing? Oh, I'd say fifty percent. Like it's fifty. Fifty fifty. Wait, like, sorry. What what exactly do you mean? So how like in terms of like to get something of your quality of production, how much um of that is reliant on taking an initial great photo versus okay, right? The you know, like product. getting the right settings and all that kind of stuff versus the post editing, you know how what how does that weigh up you know yeah i think because like obviously you can be good at photography and understand all that sort of yeah. stuff but then to also do editing as well as a whole another ball game yeah you sort of like as you grow as a photographer you'd hope that you'd grow as an editor as mm-hmm. well yeah because like yeah the, the, they just go hand in hand like to be able to 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 finish off something and to have an amazing amazing final product you need to be able to edit that to look like that you know what i mean even if it's like capturing something like a beautiful sunset mm-hmm. and for the way that your eye like the way that your eye sees it yeah. you still need to go into editing and bring up shadows or yeah. take down highlights or something to like try and make that photo look like what you experienced it mm. that's like sometimes the aim like when we go out at shoot at night time there's all these different colors and so much shit happening mm-hmm. and it's so vibrant for the eye to see yeah you take a picture and it's just like 
grey. Yeah. <laughs> and underexposed. Dull. Yeah. Every, every, everybody who's like, when there's like a real nice sunset and everybody's like Instagramming it. Mm. And you, like whenever you take those videos, it just never look, don't, never does it any no. close to justice. And like you might experience this more or less and maybe even do it. Yeah. But you know when people go to a music festival and yeah. put it on their story? It's like, dude, I don't fucking care because <laughs> I can't hear anything. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, no one wants to hear that yeah. shit. <laughs> like, it's, it's exactly just not the encapsulating the moment at no. all. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we try to do as editors, as when we take our photos, try and bring people back or even put someone in a certain mood for that photo or video. And it really is do. an art form too. Like, um, got a couple of photographer friends, and they'll show you a picture pre and post, and yeah. you're just like, "Wow!" It yeah, just totally completely makes it like just pop. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. why mm. I'd say it's like fifty percent because I do like a lot of photographers who do YouTube. Some of them do this uh, video called editing your photo. So I yep. did one recently, and essentially I edit my like people who follow me send in their photos, and I edit them. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like really like insane photos but some of them are also just like average photos but because i know how to edit well mm-hmm. you can turn it into like a real like a banger shot and, yeah. and a guy messaged me whose photo Same that i edited he was like dude like i didn't know that my photo could look like yeah. that like he thought that it was like in the photography side of things where yeah in actual fact like a lot of it lies in the edit and like understanding this is what the photo looks like. I, I know in my head how I want it to look and I can I know how to actually make it look like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, that's why I'd say probably 50-50. Yeah, and you can, work, you can work to the initial capture as well. Say for instance, you get like a super underexposed, you know, you edit that and you play to that strengths and you make a really nice dark and moody yeah. post. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You know? So that's, that's really interesting. And f- I'm sure there's a lot of photographers and videographers or... or even just creatives that are wanting to start capturing more of their life that are going to listen to this and probably haven't put that much time into editing. So mm. would you suggest that that's definitely something that, you know, people need to learn? Yeah. 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 But like yeah. I learn in the way that it's fun. So it's yeah. like put on like a playlist that you really like to listen to or a new album or something mm-hmm. or listen to a podcast and just get lost in it. Like mm-hmm. that's when I feel like when you're just in the flow and you're just editing and then you just sort of come out of that state and you're like, Oh, I just made this, but mm-hmm. you don't remember anything. That's like the best kind of editing where it's mm. like flow state. The There's flow state. Some yeah. edits that I've done and presets that I've made that I've tried to recreate or mm-hmm. photos that I've tried to re-edit. And I'm like, I how the fuck did I do that? Mm-hmm. Like, I am so shit to think that I can't even do that now. <laughs> and like three years ago, I was like editing like that. Yeah. And, and also another thing that really helps as well is like traveling to new locations and taking like taking in that information when you're there, like, when we could travel a lot more and we were going to Japan and stuff, it was like overstimulating because there was like so much shit going on. You just like click, 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 click. Yeah. You're like rapid fire taking photos. <laughs> Camera's <everything>. overheating. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you're just trying to like shoot everything and edit. Do you everything. want me to fix your mic up, man? Yeah, that'd be great yeah. actually. Yeah. It's a bit. God oh, damn it, Scott. Uh, no, no it's <laughs> Scott is coming. Yeah, podcasting's easy. <laughs> <laughs> so they say. Yeah. I could do a podcast. This isn't even that good. <laughs> before the money, baby. Yeah, get on that shit. Job. Before the money. Awesome. Still before Thanks, the man. money, we're all broke as fuck. Wait, yeah. Now I don't have to get scolly. Stay broke. Kinda... Yeah, legit. <laughs> fucking tech necking. <laughs> my, um, my experience with editing photos, um, like you were saying that you get lost in it. Like, I don't know about editing photos. I just play around with the sliders and just like watch it change. Yeah. And just That's the best way to do it. Figure out as you go, like, oh, that doesn't look as good. Or if you... I found, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but 
Um, I found when I'm doing my Instagram photos that sometimes less is more. Like okay, yeah. just a very subtle, subtle change. Sorry, man. I wasn't going to let that one slide. I wasn't going to let that slide. We respect you for that. Sorry. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. Like, some people, there's definitely, like, over-editing. And mm. when you say it, it's like, it sort of ruins mm. the photo. Yeah. Oh, I've definitely okay. been there. I've over-edited the yeah. fuck out of summer. I put, like, star trails into my You photos. get caught up in it, man. Yeah. You get overexcited. And you post it and you yeah. get fucking roasted. Like, oh. Oh, you probably shouldn't have done that, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. And that's like that's part of it. That's all yeah. part of the learning, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. if you think it needs that much, then it then it needs that much. Like mm-hmm. editing and doing your your art and whatever it is, it's just like your fingerprint, man. Mm-hmm. Only you can decide. Like it's it's custom to you, and only you can decide if you like it or not. You yeah, know what I mean? Wow. So like, yeah. editing is is like, like that's why like I don't know. <laughs> I remember Liam posted like this edit like a while ago. That's where this whole meme started. Like um, oh, yeah. too much blue or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one time on my page yeah, yeah. It was like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it was more so like probably about a year ago. Like, mm. I don't know what it was. Like, my style had just eventually gotten to the point where like my photos were like fucking blue. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you got the temperature and like dropped it a bit and you're like, oh, it's blue. And then you just keep going. <laughs> just creep it a yeah, little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. loved it and yeah. I still do. But I don't know. I think because I started it, I mentioned it on my story. Mm. And then everyone started commenting like too much blue, too much blue and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but... I think it was just, it's subjective. Like, yeah. at that point of time, like, I really love putting a lot of blue in my You images. were feeling a little bit down, were you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling blue. So like, <laughs> Legit. And then it's like, yeah, so it's like, as you grow as a creative as well, like, so does your craft and what you like. Like, you're always developing as a human. So, obviously, if, like, shit's going to change. But, like, I don't know. I feel like Liam and I have always had similar styles, but we'll dip in and out of, like, different types of edits that we might do. Like, Sometimes even with like my YouTube videos and stuff, I'll get bored with a type of like structure of video and want to just like take a completely different, mm-hmm. you know, just route on how I'm going to go about shooting this video, what mm-hmm. kind of like footage, I'm, uh, the way I'm going to film it, the way I'm going to tell the story and the way it's going to end. Like, you know, I've tried doing that a bit more with some of my videos. Mm-hmm. Do, you get, do you get um, like in, inspiration to the level that you just, uh, you'd see someone else's photo and you're like, no, nah, I want to recreate that. Just yeah, try and sure, do what the they've done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I follow this photographer called um, Aaron. Uh, is it Brimhall? Brimhall. Yeah. He I, shoots a lot of like the desert stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah, he, he's a G. He is fucking amazing yep. at photography, and I, I always bring him up for inspiration because mm-hmm. I love his stuff, and I would love to know who he gets inspired by to yeah. go out and mm. shoot that sort of stuff, like Mad Max vibes, yep. just awesome, like desert like dusk the vehicles hour. that he shoots yeah. as well yeah. man and the fucking cars wild out, like, what the fuck and yeah. i'm just like looking at that stuff i'm like i just want to try and like shoot like recreate this photo and like mm. i don't know some artists like that i'm not going <laughs> to name drop anyone but like i've seen artists like see people try to copy their work and get upset at people for doing so mm. but i would encourage it like if you like what liam's done or i've done or whatever and you like want to try that like go for it because if you copy someone even if you're just trying to learn about it or whatever, if you like it, you're going to learn something anyway in that process of yeah. completely directly trying to copy someone. You're going to learn about maybe your camera or the way you, mm-hmm. you're trying to edit something or you might even bump into someone on that photo shoot and that could take yeah. you off in a different direction. Like Picasso was a professional copier before yeah. he started, you know, he's making his own paintings. He used to make copies. Like that's really? how so many of the influential artists were. They used to copy influential artists from the era before them 
just so that that's how they learnt the craft. You know, that's how mm-hmm. they learnt the stroke patterns, and then from that base foundation, they then developed their own. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I didn't know it, that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens in uh, music a lot as well. So, like, uh, personal experience, I take a lot of uh, ex- uh, inspiration from J. Cole, right? Yeah, and I'll hear a lyric of his that might inspire a, a verse for me. And then I go and listen to the people that he's inspired by. So like, yeah, Nas's and stuff like that. And I realized that my inspiration was his inspiration from the original guy. And you can Mm. see where it's carried. I thought that I was like repurposing Cole's words, but I was actually repurposing Nas's because that was the influence there. So like trickles down. Reappropriation. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the most, one of the most important things with content creation. Because at the end of the day, Everything's been fucking done, but there's always a new way to look at something, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and reappropriating something is like the way that you do your craft. Mm-hmm. I take a lot of video ideas and the way they do their thumbnails and titles from a uh, YouTube channel called Donut Media. Yeah. And we like, they'll do like, I actually got the idea to do amateur photographer versus pro photographer because mm-hmm. they did this thing, professional race car driver versus amateur, but the amateur got to drive a 911 Porsche. And the pro driver got to drive a, had to drive a, a Passat yeah. around the track. And <laughs> he see got how far, to drive it. He, yeah. he got, oh my God, I get to drive a Passat. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, my dream car. No, um, yeah, and they had to like battle that out and yeah. see what kind of lap time they would get. And it was like even. And just because wow. of the way that he would take his lines and yeah. understand the track and push the vehicle to the absolute limit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took that whole idea and put that into photography. Just swapped out cars for photography. So yeah. I, mm. I, as the pro photographer, used a shit camera. And then I got my girlfriend to use a um like a proper song yeah yeah and then yeah it's fascinating (laughs) i've watched quite a few videos of that in like the uh videography space as well where they'll get a pro and give them something that's uh you know not not too expensive or Or an iphone or something like that yeah and then they get them to make like a short ad for the same thing yeah and you know they're professionals they come out and just fucking because it's the thought process the gear out of the water yeah, yeah. Mm. a lot of the way it's the creative process and that's what takes a while to build up that muscle it's like when you're new to any kind of space you can't see the full picture but when you've done it thousands of times as soon as someone mentions you know um car advert you're like did it this is the steps yeah. Yeah. you know and it's Rolling already mapped shots. out in your head you yeah. know b-roll fucking this is what we need this is the camera equipment this is what we, it's fucking like done already in your yeah. head yeah 100%. You know, so I'm really curious because you guys have lived a life not many people have have had a chance to live. You know, you've done a lot of traveling. You know, you've made um, a living through your creative arts, which is you know an absolute gift. You know, in my personal opinion, as someone who's striving in the creative field, what is kind of tell us a couple of stories about some insane situations that your field of work has gotten you into, whether here in Australia or overseas. I'm sure you got plenty of them. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm thinking back to like Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. And like, I'm not gonna name drop anyone, but yeah. like this was this was interesting because you get to meet obviously some interesting people 100%. through like, you know, you want <laughs> you want someone like people will come to you because like obviously you can shoot content for them and make them look good and stuff like that. So they'll come to you and be like, look, I want to do all this yada yada, and I you know I want yeah. you to be a part of it, right? And I sometimes you get people saying like, I'll fly you here and I'll p- post you up here or whatever. Um, so we got this guy that reached out to us, um, and I'd known him through a friend and I was pretty much mates with him. I I would say like, he gave us a lot of advice, but this particular person was like very bipolar, which is what I've been told, but I, would never really experienced that. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And um, he was like, look, I want to take you guys over to Dubai. Like, we'll get this, like, hectic, like, apartment or whatever. And we'll just, like, shoot content of me. Because, like, he, he was, like, an entrepreneur kind of yep. download my ebook, like, look at me with my Lambo. And he's like, <laughs> I was going to rent a G-Wagon and, like, sit on top of it and stand it and drive around Dubai. And we, like, you know, it's like the place, you go to Dubai to flex or whatever. Like, a yeah. drink's, like, 60 bucks there and stuff. Like, unless you got money, yeah, yeah. don't go to Dubai. <laughs> you know, it's like a playground for rich people, basically. That's yeah. what the whole place is. Like, the city's built because of oil. Yeah, legit. You know what I mean? And then next minute, there's, like, kind of, like, the slums. Just yeah. right next to this yeah. fucking grand hotel. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. Like, it's it's so like, bad. yeah, it's insane. So when we went there, basically, we picked up, like, this G-Wagon and stuff. And we're driving around the desert and, like, getting all these cool shots and stuff like that. And um, at, you know, at, we had our, our other friend there, Hayden or whatever. And at the time, the G-Wagon was, like, his dream car or whatever. Yeah. But he didn't know that we were, like, picking it up or anything like that. We, like, blindfolded him <laughs> and um, took him downstairs. And we were like, oh, we're going to, like, surprise him. We're filming him and everything. We're going to show him the G-Wagon. And we get downstairs and, like, um, the guy that we were with or whatever, let's just call him Eric, right? This Nice to meet you, Eric. Yeah, yeah. Eric. Listening <laughs> or whatever. Get fucked. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not kidding. No. Um, yeah, we're like, whatever. Eric comes down and he follows us or whatever with mm-hmm. us. And we're, like, about to, like, t- we take off Hayden's blindfold. We're like, look what we got for you, like, for the for the trip. We're going to, like, drive this car around. And he's like, oh, my God. And he's, like, reacting. It's, like, fully natural. It's yeah. awesome. I like, see that he's happy. Then Eric steps in. He's like, guys, isn't this supposed to be about me? And I'm like, and just killed. It's like halfway oh. through our trip, like killed the vibe. Just went silent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're filming. I yeah. have the footage of this <laughs> posted because it's like it's so awkward and yeah. shit, and it's just gonna make him look worse. And yeah. like I'm not gonna post it anywhere. No. It's just, but I'll tell the story. Fuck yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, dude, it was just like the most awkward thing ever that you could possibly imagine. Like we're just standing in this fucking car park now. <laughs> all sort of looking at each yeah. other this dude wants it to be about him it's clearly just for this part of this video yeah. about hayden yeah and he just got so jealous and that whole trip just turned to shit after that yeah so like everything that we you saw his to- true colors straight yeah. up yeah, yeah. yeah. legit and that- i guess that was our first ever trip that we'd done based off like uh i guess like doing our own thing like that yeah. did, did we quit our jobs before we quit our jobs and then went to dubai yeah so that was like our first sort of taste of like traveling in the way yeah yeah. um but yeah in saying that it ended pretty funnily like that but (laughs) i mean yeah we're you sort of get used to traveling a lot i guess because you know in like in 2019 we were traveling heaps and stuff everything repeated becomes mundane yeah Yeah. exactly like yeah i mean it's awesome awesome yeah Mm. like now because of covid we haven't been able to travel we're like Mm -hmm. keen to travel yeah Mm. um but like you appreciate it again yeah yeah 100 percent. so have you had a chance to kind of explore more of australia now that you've been stuck here yeah well that's why we're up here like in um in gold coast because we we're from melbourne Mm -hmm. so we we were like we may as well try travel somewhere that because you know we've been in melbourne our whole lives like mm-hmm. as a creator you want to explore new things and like personally what gets me inspired is like being in a new environment mm-hmm. so like even just even though it's only a two-hour flight from where i live just the fact that we're up here it's everything's new different weather mm-hmm. different people like that is where i get my inspiration so like yeah being able to travel a lot is awesome when you're in a new environment your brain is quite literally making new pathways so yeah. you're increasing your brain matter when you're exploring new environments. Yeah, and that's why travel is so yeah. important, you know? And people don't understand, like, when they, they look at the world in, in 
you know, a matter of fact way. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the Gold Coast. You know, I jump on a plane. I go, oh, look, there's the Q1, blah, blah. But they don't realize what's going on inside their own brain. Mm. You know, it's like, okay, I'm experiencing this, experiencing this for the first time. That's creating a new section of your brain. Yeah. You know, that is a whole new connection. And then now there's more matter for your creativity to flow through. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's true. Pretty yeah. 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 It's crazy, man. Travel is so vital. And look, look, all the ancient civilizations, you know, they used to travel and explore the areas around them. They'd always have their home base, but they used to explore and find new things around them. Number mm. one for food, survival, all that kind of stuff. But also is because it expands the human consciousness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like before, like I feel like whenever I travel, I come back home to Australia and specifically in Melbourne, I'm, and you just have a new appreciation for it because you're like, like there are like awesome things about like other countries and mm. stuff like Japan looks sick and everything, but like their work culture is fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in Australia, we're pretty like, we got it really good here. And we're like, spoiled as fuck. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you go to Thailand oh, yeah. and everything, yeah. you're like, oh, everything's cheap. But then like you see how people are living and you're like, fuck, like mm. I'm so lucky that I, have all the things that I do in Melbourne. You it know gives what you I mean? a lot of perspective, eh? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you get a bit of culture shock when you travel. Yeah, which just helps you appreciate yeah. things and then in turn, you just, you love, you like enjoy your life yeah. a lot more. Well, even just like I was, uh, I had this thought to myself the other day and I don't even know why this popped in my head. I was driving the car, right? And I was just like, imagine if I had an accident right now, I completely fucking totaled myself. I need full body surgery if I was in America, that would bankrupt me for generations. But here yeah, in Australia, it's fun. like, yeah, the government steps in, it'll take care of you, you know? Like, that is such a blessing that I overlook every single day. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. Same here. Because, like, because it's given to you as well, mm -hmm. you know, like, you didn't have to come to Australia. You didn't come here like, my, my parents came here on a fucking boat or my yeah. dad did, like, yeah. and then, or, like, other people I know, like, I used to work with this guy who was from Mexico. He had to, like nine years until he got his citizenship and stuff mm. like that like because you don't have to go through that stuff it's just it's part of your life you yeah know, it's expected, it's expected it's, 100%. It's, that's the norm and like when i was working at the car dealership i i used to meet a lot of kids um that were like imagine like there's like money out there that you just fucking can't imagine bro like oh, it's wild it is bro. fucking crazy yeah. after like not even hearing some of the stories like working at this dealership, but like seeing some of these people mm. and like how they would go about doing their things or whatever and like some of the cars they would own or whatever. But I'll get into that. But basically there was these kids that would come in. They're like trust fund kids, like 18, 19, whatever. And were like looking to get like their first supercar and stuff, <laughs> which is basically their first car. Yeah. And um, they would just come in. and But it was all like you'd see them every couple of months, trade it in, lose 200 grand on the car because it depreciated in value, get mm. a new car drive it scrape the fuck out of the front lip bring it back lose 200 grand get a new car like just go through cars like it's nothing because i just don't wow. care yeah because like when it's not your money you don't work from it that becomes your norm yeah you need to have shit things in your life to appreciate good times as well you know yeah, what i mean 100 percent. like yeah. if every if and like that's why the standard is set so high for these rich kids and i almost feel sorry for them because like they have everything in the world they could ever want except for real friends. Yeah. Because everyone that gets close to them just ends up using them for their money. Yeah. And I saw that. Like, they would come in, they would get their cars, whatever, and they would be sort of like, nothing wrong with being a bit socially awkward. We've all been there. But it's like, yeah. you could just tell that these like these kids have just got a lot of trust issues because people that they've let in close to their life already mm. have just completely used them yeah. for their money. And it makes it hard for them to interact with people and be sort of normal, mm -hmm. you know? I uh, used to work at a retail store 
in Packford, uh, Pacific Fair. And I watched this group of kids come in and they had one like young Chinese guy who was obviously like on exchange or something, but was pretty obviously cashed up as well. Yeah. yeah. And he was with this group of like older, um, I don't know where they were from, like Australian guys, but, and I just watched them, them pressure this kid into like buying them all shit in this store. And you could... I only saw them for the half an hour they were in there, but you could see that they were using that whole, like, oh, you're part of our group, but mm-hmm. we're... Yeah, that's the price you pay. Deciphering yeah. you for your money. Yeah, literally. Horrible. And, then, and, then, and, then, and it was coming through in the sense of, like, they were buying clothes for this kid, like, oh, like, let's go to this store and we'll get you fitted out. And then they're, like, adding shit on there that's, like, their sizes and stuff. And this <laughs> kid, like, up. barely speaks English. And he's just, yeah. like, pulls out the card at the end. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah, the, yeah. There was. So we used to deal with like, yeah, a lot of because we had a few um, Chinese people that would sell cars through like WeChat and stuff like that. And this like girl came in, and um, her budget per day that her dad had set her was two hundred thousand dollars a day. That was like her daily day. Spend, spend budget. A yeah. fucking day. <laughs> a fucking day. <laughs> that was her spend budget. That would. Co- That's why like there's money out there that you just. You yeah. can't even comprehend. Like, you know when you hear, like, universe stats? Like, yeah. how insi- that's, like, money stats. Like, mm. for these guys. Like, it's just an infinite number yeah. in their bank account. And even when it gets to the end, it's just got, like, a plus. Or, like, dot, yeah. dot. <laughs> you got to fucking zoom in so you can see the whole number. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, one of my mates, Jesse, showed me a screenshot of this kid that he knew. His parents own um, Castro... Uh, what's it called? Um, the service station here? Um, Caltex? Caltex. Yeah. Cal- wow. I'm pretty sure, like, his parents own that. They passed away, both of them, tragically. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Caltex and the kid got all the inheritance and Jesse showed me a screenshot of his bank account. It's like $2.7 billion <sighs> in this like bank account. It's like, yeah, like- $2.7 like with a B, motherfucker. Like, like a capital fucking B. <laughs> yeah, like that is just unheard of money. And then yeah. also we used to deal with this guy- um, not this, not this guy. Fuck, he's probably gonna get me killed for that. <laughs> the Sultan of Brunei, the Shit. like literal royalty, like yeah. fucking mm. of Brunei, right? Would he, he's got like a collection of like four or five thousand cars, and he would deal with our dealership, and we would get like one of ten type of cars. We would get Ferrari F40s in with literally a hundred kilometers on them, like one zero zero, with the, all the plastic from Ferrari really? from nineteen eighty, like still on there and stuff like that. And like just the craziest shit, and as like a gift to my to my boss, who was mm-hmm. also like multi millionaire, probably billionaire by now, yeah. yeah. As like a gift for doing good business, would get like a couple of hundred thousand dollar watches, just for like mm, oh yeah. good business, yeah, oh, good business. Yeah, like imagine after this podcast, like I just give you a fucking Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I was expecting. You're gonna say you didn't. Like. <laughs> Sorry, boys, we only have two Ferraris yeah, outside. Yeah. Oh, fucking Sorry. twist my arm. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you bring the watches next time. Yeah, we will, we will. <laughs> Matt, all right, so we're going to go back to our second interlude. And so ready. I know, bro, time is flying, man. I'm really, really enjoying this. You guys are crushing it, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So, so give us a couple. Uh, we'll see you in a second. Done. <laughs> But a bit fast. That's a bit fast. Alright. Let's go. I met this guy. He told me that I couldn't. I told him that I would. I told him that I wouldn't. I'm not here. I'm just sipping on my beer. I'll be sticking on this mic all day. I got no fear in my head. I ain't on no meds. 
I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> that was sick, dude. Not gonna lie. That was fucking good, dude. <laughs> Thank you. I just fucking... Yeah, it almost got an aneurysm. So yeah. <laughs> My brain's like, <laughs> word, hundred percent. If you've never tried to do what you just did. You have no idea how hard that is. Yeah, I, I hear Liam practicing. Me and my mate. Fear, fear, meds. Yeah. Yeah. Every morning. For Waiting for this hours. podcast. I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> it's my moment. Manifested it. Yeah, this is what I manifested. This. <laughs> he said in here with this mic covering you me face. <laughs> Dude, we've done three podcasts in three days. Yeah, and one on one. At the show yesterday, that was fucking hectic. It just doesn't stop. Gotta cry. Friday was like what, nearly two hours? Yeah, that was a big one on Friday. But hey, you guys just got lucky, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you got lucky. Well, um, I'm gonna bring it back and open the floor to our booth people here with us. The booth people. Yo, I like that. I think I'm gonna coin that. The booth people. Yep. Hello, everyone. Why don't you give (laughs) us a name? You know, your biggest goals in life. (laughs) <laughs> putting you on the spot alright uh, yeah finish my Bronco I'm Bailey Lund uh, <laughs> is your name America Bronco or, or is it Dream <laughs> sorry go You're on up, Cyrus. what's up it's Cyrus uh, my biggest goal is to wake up tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> hey that's Shit. good uh, one more smashing on. goals you're up. You're up. One more in the building. <laughs> All right. Hello. It's Zoe here. What's up, um, Zoe? Oh, what's my biggest goal? I don't know. Just to live a life I'm happy with, I think. Mm. That's yeah. nice. That's very beautiful. humble. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. humble, wholesome kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Smash it. Well, no. at least your name's not finished my Bronco. <laughs> 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 could always be worse, Zoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could always be me. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's all up from here. Yeah. <laughs> Mad. Well, um, so I think you guys kind of did uh, give a little bit of an answer to this earlier with some of the, when we were yeah. talking about how you know we're learning on the job essentially. Um, Sorry, no, you finish my program. I'm still, mar- I'm still marinating on that one too, bro. <laughs> Say your name. Finish my program. Sorry. Sorry, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Segway. Yeah. We're mature. We're all mature. You're like mature. a teacher. You're like, I'll just wait. Yeah. <laughs> Hands on heads, please. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. We'll bring it back. No, no, <laughs> um, no I, I was just saying that we kind of did touch on it a little bit earlier uh, when you were saying that, you know, we're learning on the job. You don't know when you wake up, you're not exactly sure what you're doing. You're yeah. kind of figuring out as you go still. Um, so you may have already kind of answered it, but I want to dive back in so you can give us a little bit more yeah. light on when you started heading down this path, where did you think you were going to end up and where does that look like compared to where you, where you guys are? I think like with photography, so like that just started as like a hobby and whatnot. And then like Mike and I met each other, we kept taking photos together and then about three years ago, we decided to do YouTube. And I think when we started YouTube, we were like, I want to be able to like get paid like in our sleep. Like when we're, we mm. don't have to physically mm. work and like, you know, we work five hours, we make this much, we work six hours, we make this much. Like we want passive income yep. and we want to be paid to travel. Mm-hmm. And yeah. since uh, that, that was just what we wanted. There wasn't any specific like how much money or whatnot or where we want to be. It was just get paid to travel and like do what we love and 
Yeah, with reach that, which is good. But, yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah, I think I remember that because like, um, you saying that just like sparked it in my mind because I was gonna say I don't really remember why I got into YouTube. Like, I know I watched when I was starting out with photography and I was watching like, um, uh, tutorials on how to do something. I would sit there and I'm like. I'm so bored, like, listening to this guy like, trying to explain something. I'm like, dude, at least yeah. just fucking crack a joke. Like, yeah. Just something, like... Change just, the tone of your voice yeah, a little like, hey, bit. Hey, guys, yeah. welcome yeah. back to my YouTube channel. We're going to be talking about... That's, that's what... Fuck, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. It pisses me off when they're like... The title is, like, yeah. how to blend this and whatever. And then they sit there for two minutes saying mm. what they're going to do. Mm. I know. No, that's why I clicked up. on the fucking I video. On that's what I'm doing here. I, I, oh, there was this one that was really bad. I fuck, I'm so close to name dropping him. But anyway, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm like, don't you're like, yeah, name dropping. <laughs> <him. laughs> do it, do it. No, you can probably just go and search it up, honestly. But like, it was a how to split your photos for Instagram. Mm -hmm. oh, dude, it literally. I, I now have a, uh, a tutorial on how to do this now because of this fucking guy. <laughs> it was a 12 minute video on how to split your photo, right? He goes on for four minutes, I shit you not, explaining what he is going to do and his how good his photos look when they're split on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, now teach me how to do it. <laughs> That's all I want to do. I'm like skipping past 10 seconds, 10 seconds. He's like, yeah, and my photo on Instagram. I'm like, okay, great. And then it's like four minutes. And he's like, just a quick word from our sponsor. Oh. Like, get, yeah. yeah literally you have not earned that bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. i'm like six and a half minutes this cunt's going on about fucking squarespace and shit I'm like i don't care and what you did like a, a, a remake of that and was like a 60 second video yeah, 90 seconds, seconds not even. i'm like not even <laughs> not even like let's just get straight into it you just do this this yeah. this bang i probably missed like three steps yeah <laughs> i'm like that's pretty much the gist like i don't know that and then that's sort of what made me want to start youtube was like if i ever get good enough to be able to teach people how to do something or like show people how i'm gonna do this mm -hmm. i'm gonna at least just like try and make it watchable like mix a bit of information with entertainment like oh, infotainment just like yeah. make it funny but you still learn something at the mm -hmm. end of the day you know what i mean yeah. like, and that was like that was why i wanted to do it that's Not our mission for this podcast too man yeah yeah, yeah, that's great, man. Like, dude, everyone just, everyone loves to have a bit of a laugh. Like, oh, 100%. you're not human if you mm -hmm. can't. Like, I don't know. Yeah. For me, like, 50% of the relationship uh, with someone for me is, like, at least a sense of humor. Like, I mm -hmm. had a mate in high school. We had nothing in common. He liked different types of music to me, played different types of video games. Like, was just a completely different person, but we resonated on the same level of, like, sense of humor. Like, we mm. just... It, we were exactly the same in and that you sense. can feed into each other and it's like bounced off it doesn't yeah. they don't take it personally mm. and stuff yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah exactly yeah. man and like i don't know that's just like that's the way that i am i love to be able to like crack a joke and mm -hmm. have a laugh about things and not take it too seriously you know what i mean even if it was a serious matter i would still have to like joke about it to be able to cope with it yeah like, <laughs> like, i think i'm that kind of person no yeah, legit yeah. man humor is the best medicine yeah, yeah awesome. so we are getting to this segment as part of the show where we need to start wrapping it up you guys have given us a great deal of your time we 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 and our audience are very very appreciative for you no sharing problem. your knowledge yeah, and no your problem. humor <laughs> i warned you guys they were fucking funny yeah. <laughs> comedian <laughs> legit too kind. too kind legit so um last last kind of question before we open the floor for you you to kind of plug whatever you want to give yourself so based on your experience now give yourself a some advice to you starting out Based on what you've experienced now, what advice would you give to yourself in the beginning? Dude, like, just, you don't need to try so hard. Mm -hmm. You don't need to, like, try and put on this 
particular character of who you think you need to be. Yeah. Like you will, and I, I didn't actually learn that. I learned that um, not too long ago. I watched our other mate Hayden who had been doing YouTube longer than us. Like when I used to jump on the microphone and speak, I would speak 20 decibels louder like this. Yeah. And I had to, hello, I'm like, I yeah. would put on something. You know what I mean? Like you, the microphone will pick up your voice, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it's, that's what it's designed to do. Yeah. Like, you don't have to like put on this character and, I gotta put it on my YouTube face now. Yeah. What the fuck's going on? Like, you don't have to be like that. You know, you can you can make a video or be yourself in that particular mood, and you're gonna create a t- particular type of thing when you're in that mm-hmm. mood and environment that you're in. Like, you don't have to be a specific type of person that you think people want you to be. They mm-hmm. just you don't have to try so hard to impress others. Basically, yeah. what I would tell myself. I'd probably say like that as well as like. Just try more random shit. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Every time that Good I've call. tried, every time I've tried something that's like random or just like I might think that's like a weird idea. I don't know if it will end up being good. I either create something fucking awesome or something. Oh, I learn from it, and then mm-hmm. I like use that thing in another content piece that I'm making. Mm-hmm. So like, just trying random shit and not being afraid to like make something shit. Because mm. like I know I do this. Even still, I do this like. I'll think of an idea and I want to do it, but I'll talk myself out of it because I'm like, oh no, because there's this, this and this. So like just trying more random shit and just committing to something, making it, posting it, and then you learn from that. So. Yeah. And when you're doing it for the love as well, it's the act of creating at the end of the day that gives you the fulfillment. Exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah oh, not for the sure. Product, not the end product. Yeah. It's just yeah. about where, if you're a photographer, just going out, going to the location, taking some photos, yeah. coming home, editing them. Mm-hmm. posting them that's it doesn't matter yeah what the end result is it's just that process of doing it all for me even to this day like just going out and taking photos not even trying to make a youtube video or anything like that is like a good escape mm-hmm. for me and i'm like editing photos and i don't even have to post them anywhere i'm just editing and i'm just like trying new shit out i'm like maybe trying to make a new preset or i'm just completely trying a different editing style even if it doesn't work out and i'm like i'm just in the flow state doing that and it's like a nice escape for me yeah. as well from like whatever else other yeah. problems and stuff that i have to like when i'm editing or when i'm taking photos like i'm only just doing that yeah which is awesome and like i don't know like i like to give the advice that you know you should just ride the wave it's like you know it's life's going to take you in a whole bunch of different directions and there's no point trying to resist mm-hmm. you know because like at the end of the day if you get taken in a certain direction and you try and resist it's only going to make your experience shitter so if you just accept that yeah. this may be what's happening and I'm just going to have to go through this, like the whole COVID situation, mm-hmm. lockdown, whatever around the world is faced right now, no matter how frustrated you get, yeah. if you get more frustrated, it's only going to be shitter for you. Yeah, if you just out. accept that these are things and look at the positives that have come out for it, it's kind of hard to do sometimes. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to work for every situation, but mm. you can try and look at it um, from yeah. that perspective. It, it helps. Because literally, like if, if COVID never happened, you might be you know stuck in Dubai somewhere and you'd never got the opportunity to be on fucking Before the Money. You yeah, know? exactly. I, may have been here. I could be dead. I'd much rather yeah. be here. Legit, man. Really? Wouldn't we fucking all. <laughs> I'd rather be fucking nah. yeah. <laughs> This is the worst fucking nah. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, we're bleeping him out. <laughs> Every time I speak for this yeah. whole podcast, <laughs> legit, he was never here. Yeah. You fucking get him just to after blur. effects. Yeah. Well, I, I stepped into the role of photographer at our gig um, the other night. Uh, or Fantastic. Last night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got my full creative hat on. And man, the amount of attention you get when you got a camera in your hand, bro. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. if I didn't feel like a rock star on stage, I felt like a fucking rock star with the yeah. camera in my hand. I'm, not, I'm feeling super motivated to go home 
home and edit for fucking hours, man. Yeah. You it's wore that mm. so well last night too. Like I was watching you like, fuck this kid is up there. On, you're up there with the other acts who are fucking crushing it. Yeah. And they're like interacting with you because like, oh, look at this dude up here. Yeah. fucking. You have to control your environment, you know? I was also going to yeah. say to you mm-hmm. as well, um, it's been really cool for me because like since Jack and I have linked up, I've watched you really take uh, bigger, what you're saying, trying random shit taking risks and trying new shit in the photography space and like you should see some of these shots that jack took at a gig that we were at uh Mm -hmm. last weekend like Mm. the band that you took those shots for they're all over their socials like they would have paid you for those shots 100 percent and it's just from again like trying new shit and then you the love of creating that moment and you edited them edited them beautifully and yeah it's just cool to uh, to watch that unfold yeah yeah. But that's how paid gigs can start, though. It's 100%. like people, I get questions all the time, like, how do I make money from this? And, like, want to go straight into making money off your art. But, mm-hmm. like, dude, at the end of the day, no one wants to pay for photography. Everyone wants to get it for free until mm-hmm. you meet someone who does want to pay you for your craft because they're mm-hmm. going to understand and see your value. But the way that you do that is you build your connection base through actually doing the craft and yeah. people you might meet. Doing those photos for that band, they might go, like, dude, we need to get we need to get Jack back mm-hmm. on. Like, we need to be able to yeah. do that again. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, my, my thought process basically is like, I've been in a position <laughs> where I wish somebody was taking photos of what I was doing. You know, like the clothing yeah. brand. Like, I wish someone took a photo of that. Like, that would be the coolest thing if someone walked up to me after I just did that cool thing. It was yeah. like, bro, I got the coolest photo of that. Yeah. You know, and also in the position we're in right now, you know, we're up and coming in the music space, in the fashion space, and whatever other field we're touching. So I'm doing it more so as a sense to start a chain of, you know, reciprocity. Oh, that's a fucking hard word for me to bring up. <laughs> reciprocity. Reciprocity. So I heard that word. So I, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I I start off by doing a nice thing for you, a kind thing. I take some photos of your gig. You know, then you want to. Hey, we're doing a gig up in Brisbane next weekend. You want to come open for us? Yeah. yeah. You know, it just starts that. It starts that relationship of giving and giving and giving, mm-hmm. which is what we don't see enough in this world. Yeah. No, you know? the, yeah. Everyone prop- wants something from mm-hmm. you. It's like. Especially with like social media, I feel like people like don't want to work with you unless it's like they're getting something out of it. Hundred percent. Whereas yeah. like my best mates to this day, like it's just because I've like wanted to help them out for whatever reason yeah. without anything in return, and then you mm-hmm. just do that. Dude, yeah. yeah, we all for forget that like what we do, like we what, what our actual jobs are. Like we've got some mates that like are in the clothing industry as well, like press garments and stuff. But when I'm with them, and then we're there with us, like we don't think about like oh this guy's a youtuber and this guy like does that and he mm-hmm. owns this business and whatever like just hanging out with your mates which is 100%. awesome and, like helping each other but what you said that rest reciprocity respiratory system yeah we'll fucking run with that man <laughs> <laughs> whatever word that you just said the, the, yeah, problem, with, the problem that <laughs> faces with that is that like you do when you do something nice for someone but you expect them to mm. do something nice for you back that's where it can start a bit of bad blood. Yeah. Because like when you try and do something and you're like, I'm going to take photos of this person and then you expect them mm. to do something. I know I'm not singling you out or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying that people do do this. Yeah, of course. And go like, oh, you know, and bring it back to when they did something super small. You like owe me. Discount yeah. Code or yeah. whatever. Mm. You, that's the worst shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when it plays into whole like expectations and all yeah. this other stuff. Like, if you just let go of expectations and you do things because you want to do them, mm. it feels good. Yeah. To do that. Like it feels good yeah. to be a good person and it's easy. Yeah. It's harder to be a shit person. Like 
when you're trying to plan out and have a second agenda. You have to go out of your in, fucking yeah. way. Like, to be yeah. a shitty person. Yeah. yeah. But also, you got to dodge shitty people sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. And you have to experience getting fucked over, which me and Liam have definitely had our fair share I'm sure of being yeah. fucked around. <laughs> you have to really go through those moments, otherwise you're never going to know what that's like. And then you, you need to be able to rebuild from that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a very, very strong way for us to kind of segue yeah. in into, you know... The floor is yours. Plug whatever you want. Now. Like <laughs> that's this, the only reason I'm here. To put this yeah, part legit, right you know, yeah. I can see you just been sitting there like, "Fuck, when does this end?" Come on, come on. Get plug. Get plug. <laughs> um, plug my TikTok. No, I'm <laughs> fuck that. Delete the app. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm gonna yeah. plug TikTok. That's what I want to plug. Delete fucking TikTok unless you're using it for content. Yeah, 100%. No, well, shout out to mum and dad for conceiving me. <laughs> yeah. I, Appreciate it. I guess if you want to like look at our work, mine's seventh era. Mike's is North Borders on all platforms, but mm-hmm. that's yeah, pretty much it. it. I don't know. Like, yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, so honestly, it's been good shout to out to you guys. For the money. <laughs> yeah. For the money, baby. Yeah. For the money, baby. Thanks yeah. for having us on Ooh, and no. also no. your time and bringing us into your space. Thank you, Scott. Bringing us, uh, you know, sitting there and having to listen to all this sh- shit. <laughs> Absolute yeah, fucking it's a dribble. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, thank you for the booth, it, yeah. people, thank for you. tuning booth in. People, you, you, you seriously do make the you make this time a lot more worthwhile. You know, when there's a live <laughs> audience, you feel like you got to put on a bit of a show. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. fresh is yeah. on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been an awesome episode. It, I've, it's been a fucking dream hanging out with you guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of your trip. I know Thank you're you. taking off uh, very shortly, so I wish you the best of luck, and I hope you guys reach everything you're striving for. You thanks, too, man. boys. Thanks, yeah, you thanks too, boys. for coming out, guys. No yeah, worries. Very, very Good cool shit. to talk with mm-hmm. you guys and yeah, of di- touch different perspectives. And mm-hmm. yeah, you guys have got a lot to offer someone like myself, where yeah. you know, always open to learn, oh, no and problem, you guys man. are mm-hmm. just radiating information so yeah uh, thanks good for to coming speak out. to you boys as well you know you're very mm-hmm. talented in y- your own ways as well which is awesome and i'm appreciate it hope the best for you guys as well thank you very thank much you. you've been tuning into before the fucking money <laughs> <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it if you are interested if you really enjoyed this website or uh, this fucking podcast <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's called please please and you want to see our beautiful faces in the flesh in full hd on three different camera angles might i add i'm not looking forward to editing this but head to anarchy tv watch it in full hd on youtube and you can see these beautiful guys for yourself with your own eyes this has been before the money really appreciate it love you guys peace later bolt anarchylabel.com get your fucking steez on download my fucking preset (laughs) that's the real plug yeah that was the real plug save it for the end the true fans (laughs) fuck yeah boys let's go oh wow good shit man